Hello, this is Margaret Copeman Frankowitz with another episode of Diabetes Survival. And today I'm actually going to talk about a couple of doctors that, of course, I really enjoy listening to and that have uh, multiple books out. But um, the, the doctors I want to introduce today, of course, are Dr. Gundry. And, of course, if you've listened to my last episode, you can tell that he's a new favorite of mine. He talks about how lectins are actually harmful to your diet. But he actually interviews Dr. Terry Walls. And she's also an author. You know, they're both authors. She has three books out. And her story is absolutely amazing. And so that's what I actually want to share today is a little bit about Terry Walls and exactly what who she is, what she's doing, where she's going, and what she believes in a little bit. And we may not touch on each one of those topics, but I'm going to do the best I can. Okay, so Dr. Terry Walls, she actually had MS. And if you know anybody with MS, they may want to actually listen to this episode because this, of course, could change their lives. Now, a lot of MS patients will say MS cannot change. It's a progressive disease, etc. However, Dr. Terry Wallace was able to break down those barriers and she was able to change something. She ended up in a wheelchair. She had uh, half of her face was paralyzed. She couldn't walk, which is the reason why she was in the wheelchair. And she thought she was looking at uh, going on social security. This woman was able to turn around and change her disease, her disorder. This woman, I think it was by bicycle, but she did an 18 mile marathon by the time she was done, just by changing her diet. So the reason why this is important, especially uh, in reference to diabetes, is that there is actually a link. And I'm not talking, I'm not saying we're going to all end up with MS. But what I am saying is um, she was able to reverse this through the use of diet. And of course, this is something I believe too, is that you can actually reverse your diabetes with diet. And the link is the fact that there are autoimmune disorders. So... If she could actually go from being in a wheelchair, blind, blind in one eye, half of her face is paralyzed, she's in pain, to now she can actually ride a bicycle? This is absolutely miraculous. And yes, she was able to do this with diet. So, is this the magical cure? Well, <laughs> let me tell you something. She's done a lot of research and she's been to a lot of good doctors who have actually helped her to actually get to the point where she she could recover. And she's in she's in practice right now just like the Dr. Gundry is on um, changing the diets. And when you change the diet, well, of course, first you got to change your attitude towards everything, okay? It's not going to get progressively worse. It's going to get better. Um, but then the next thing is diet changes and eating more natural, eating more organic, and you're going to be able to change your life. I mean, that's just point blank. I mean, it's worth a shot, right? Anything's worth a shot. So there are some people that don't. And for whatever reason, 
it doesn't happen for them. But there's other people that actually can get better through the use of supplementations. And um, so she has three books out. I'm not quite sure what they're called because I she didn't go over the books. But she does have a website at drterrywalls.com. And uh, it actually lists her books. Now, the last name is spelled W-A-H-L-S. And if you actually want to see the interview with Dr. Gundry and Dr. Terry Walls, the name of the the YouTube video is... um, I can't even read it. Oh, my goodness. I can't remember it. Hold on a minute. Okay. So the name of it was Dr. Terry... With Dr. Terry, Terry Walls is... Dr. Terry Walls was trapped in a wheelchair until she did this. And, of course, the the person interviewing her is Dr. Gundry. So, um, just a little bit about Dr. Gundry, in case you missed my last episode. Um, it's okay. You can, like, just listen to this one. <laughs> um, but Dr. Jerry, uh, excuse me, Dr. Stephen Gundry is big into eliminating lectins out of the diet. He's actually a heart surgeon or was a heart surgeon and now he's gone to mainstream where he's actually talking about diets, removing lectins from your food and um, actually reversing issues with your heart and keeping the best, healthiest heart you possibly can. It's just that... That this interview was was with two powerhouses that are just amazing because this could actually help so many people. And you know, in today's busy, busy world, we don't really have a lot of time to actually spend on on our health. So I mean, who better than to actually listen to a doctor because that's all they do is health, right? So I mean, we're busy with our day to day lives, making money, trying to survive. And so, of course, that's why we need specialists, <laughs> if you want to go point blank. But, okay, so I'm going to just talk a little bit about what Ter- uh, Dr. Terry Walls was talking about. And, of course, she had an amazing testimony. I'm sure I don't even do it justice of what has actually happened with her, because her her life story has definitely been a journey. There's been a lot of a tears involved with that, um, a lot of happiness, a lot of success. And you know what? It was just a profoundly happy story from beginning to end because to see somebody who was was so like like feeling so uh, so alone go to making so much success. Like you know what? If you're a movie director. Make a movie out of her. She definitely deserves it. This woman has been through a lot. But, um, and not to mention, she's sharing this. And she's sharing this with the world because she's happy about it. I mean, it's working. And anybody who has a lot of success, of course, if they know other people are suffering, they're going to want to see other people succeed as well. So, one of the things that she touched on that I thought was... Well, it was really cool. I mean, she's from Midwest State, just like Dr. Gundry is. And one of the things that she actually mentioned was lots of vegetables. And she's talking lots of greens. And she's talking very colorful vegetables. And this is something that that we as diabetics learn in our diabetes classes when we go to them. Is that, 
you know, you want the the loss of vegetables. Well, she emphasizes that. She's like nine cups of vegetables. Which is an incredible amount of vegetables. If you can actually eat that much, more power to you. But it also goes with, with our mindset, our mentality, and how we actually think about food. And, of course, I've talked about this in, in previous episodes. It's like, you know, you walk into my favorite restaurant, Denny's. Denny's is always my go-to. I mean, I have other f- favorite restaurants, mind you, but I'm using Denny's as a general restaurant because they serve everybody. And um, so you walk into your, your, your Denny's restaurant and they have this, this plate in front of you and they got a little bit of vegetable and they got a whole big piece of meat, portion of meat, and, you know, maybe a little bit of carbs or a lot of carbs, depending but um, how our food pyramid is and how our diets actually are, what our bodies actually are craving are two totally different things. So, um, yeah, she totally goes into the vegetables. And so you might be thinking, how in the world am I going to eat nine cups of vegetables? Well, I'm still trying to figure that one out, too. I'll have to talk about that in future episodes of how I actually got those portions in. Um she also talked about the inflammatory response, which is, is huge, too. I don't think I've even talked about that, even though I've known a little bit about it. But there are certain foods that actually trigger inflammatory responses in your system. And these inflammatory responses, they're, hor- they're horrible because they're, they're hurting them. They're called myelar. These little mylars actually... Um, I, I, I better not go into that. I actually just listened to the other video because she explains a little bit better, but... It's um, basically kind of destroying your DNA. So little myelar sensors in, in your, your system, I can't explain it very well. So I'm just going to stop on that one. But but um, we need to rebuild that. It's kind of interesting that we can rebuild that because if you're a diabetic, you're already suffering from that as well, where your myelar are worn down. And this is pretty common with age. Some of us actually age a little bit faster than others, which is the reason why we have diabetes. Okay. So, you know, even people who on the outside say, oh, you look so young. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm a lot older than you think I am. <laughs> so just because my skin makes me look like I'm 35, I'm actually a lot older than that. But um, anyways, anyways, um, she talks about how to get the nine cups of food in you. And she's talking about using bacon fat, which may sound a little bit weird, but if you've actually heard my previous podcast, you know, I have not necessarily been knocking fats at all because I'm like huge on the keto because the keto diet actually contains a lot of fats, which by the way, will make you look young as well. Um, but she uses bacon fat. Of course, you can also use olive oil. There's some people that cannot eat bacon, which surprises me because bacon is like my go-to. It's delicious. But she's talking about making vegetables palatable when you cook them and cooking them in, like, for instance, bacon fat or olive oil. However, she does say that it's preferred that you don't cook your oils, um, you know, and she's referring to olive oil because it actually breaks it down into trans fatties. And, of course, you don't want that many trans fatty acids, um, but she also talks about coconut oil. And some for some people, coconut oil is good. And for others, it's not. And the only way that you can actually tell is by actually getting your lipid panel. And 
if your cholesterol is kind of high, you may want to cut back on, like, for instance, a coconut or olive oil. Okay, I know that I'm throwing out a lot at you right now, but I'm just trying to get things out as I heard them because I just listened to the interview and I was like, oh man, this is an amazing interview. So I'm thinking about this lady and how she was able to reverse her MS. I I actually have not heard of anything where anybody's been able to reverse their MS. So this was pretty interesting. I mean, she was a doctor before she actually got MS. And so this has been a journey for her for the past 10 plus years to actually reverse this. This is kind of like me. I'm trying to reverse my diabetes. I'm not a doctor. So, um, of course, I, I commend her for actually being able to reverse her diagnosis. I mean, otherwise she'd be blind, she'd be crippled, she'd be in a wheelchair, she'd be pitying herself, wondering what she could do, and she's a doctor. I mean, how horrible is that? So I am absolutely astounded. Astounded. I take my hat off to her. I'm astounded. I take my hat off to her because she has been able to reverse something that, as far as I know, was irreversible. But, you know, let me hold back a little minute here. Because I thought diabetes was as well. And diabetes is not necessarily progressive disease when you are doing everything you can to correct it and when your A1C numbers are coming down, then you are our medical miracle as well. So um, if you're able to reduce your A1C, I commend you. You know what? I commend you. It's such a hard thing to actually do. Um, However, it can be done. And obviously with MS, it can be done. Um, she also talks about cancers being reversed. She actually has people visiting her clinics who've been able to reverse diabetes, who've been able to reverse multiple sclerosis, who've been able to reverse cancer. And she, she, does, she didn't actually talk about the success stories, but she has talked about herself. And I really enjoy listening to people like this because they've found the keys to unlock the the secret to success to living longer and to fighting disorders that happen to us genetic disorders that happen to us that you know we didn't necessarily ask for we didn't necessarily ask for this battle it just kind of like was handed down to us we like inherited this from our grandparents who or our parents who inherited it from their grandparents and etc and so of course um how we live our lifestyle uh can either prevent these things from occurring or reverse it if it's already occurred. And that to me is a miracle. And there's so many people that are suffering and, and you know, they don't have to. And this is, this is awesome. But I digress. Okay. Yes, I know I sound like a little happy kitten because I am a little happy kitten. I'm, I'm happy. I'm a little bit confused how I'm going to eat nine cups of greens so honestly I'm thinking about it now she's not eliminating all meat thank goodness she actually mentioned two palm sized portions of meat in her in her talk and as far as I know that's like six ounces each or something so that's like 12 ounces a day that's a lot of meat I may be mistaken on that maybe it was only six but 12 is kind of nice I'm really happy with that, considering 
um, that is to me a lot of meat. I have a steak, six six ounces. That's great with a with like nine cups of greens. Okay, so like on her diet, nobody should ever be hungry. Good luck eating nine cups of greens. Like seriously, that's a lot of food. If you think about it, that's like four plates of food. At least that's what she mentioned. Um, and actually, she was talking about meat sizes and, and eating plates of greens. And she's like, okay, so you get up to two palm-sized portions of meat. Which, guys, your hands are a little bit bigger. So you probably get a little bit more. I probably get a little bit less. And then you got to eat. Like, you can have another portion of meat. But you got to eat, like, four plates of greens first before you actually get another portion of meat. And then maybe... So, that's what she was saying. Okay, cool. Now, there's a way to actually get around this whole meat thing. And this was something she was talking about. Because she said it was okay to have bacon, right? So, if you like bacon... Because she she says that fat actually um, replaces the appetite. So, it's more... You know, the vegetables are more palatable. But also, you feel fuller when you have the fat intake. So... And this goes along with what I was saying, too. I mean, fat is your friend. It's not your enemy. On the keto diet, that's what it's geared more for. I can't even perfect the keto diet in my own diet. So, so you know, if you can do that, that's great. But the keto diet has a lot of fat in it. Like, oversaturated. Like, how do I get that much fat in there? I think it would be actually easier to go on her diet and get the greens in. Because I'm telling you, I'm not going to sit there and drink my olive oil. Okay, I might drink my olive oil. This is something that I'm deciding for myself. Um, So excuse me for being a little bit excited here, but I started thinking a shot a day of olive oil, because they want you to drink it cold, mind you, because the the reason why you want to drink it cold is because it doesn't bring up your it doesn't bring up your cholesterol. Okay, so like when you cook it, then the olive oil changes. It 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 moves its structure around and can actually clog your arteries and stuff. So drinking it cold is not bad. I've heard of people who've actually they do this in the morning. The first thing they do is they, they drink a shot of olive oil. And to me that is like really weird. Um, but you know what? I mean, hey, whatever improves your health. If the olive oil is improving your health, going to make you live longer, I say do it. Do it for your health. Do a shot of olive oil. If you want to live to 102 years old, well, do it. Okay, so, um, which is interesting too. And I'd have to name drop somebody else. As a matter of fact, it was the person who... actually created I forgot which diet it was he lived to 102 he was a heart doctor maybe I shouldn't talk about him but okay so I'll talk a little bit about this guy okay so he lived to 102 he was the one that created the, the heart association diet or something and he didn't even really follow his own rules he kind of like left Italy and um, you know, did shots of olive oil, but, but just so you know, he never actually said, don't, don't have oil in your diet. They just kind of took it wrong. And, um, so that's basically what the, um, 
food pyramid goes off of. So people start thinking they don't need oils in their diet and stuff. And actually, that was so far from the truth because even the person who helped create the food pyramid had oil in his diet. He had olive oil. So, so far, I haven't found anybody really uh, stating that olive oil is bad for you. As a matter of fact, the complete opposite. Olive oil is very good for you. Now, I've had... I've listened to interviews where people have talked about the source of olive oils. Like a lot of people say, if you want the purest type of olive oils, you got to order just from this company or just in glass bottles. I'm sure that you've actually probably seen some programs too about how there's fake olive oils out there and real olive oils. Okay, I don't get what all the hype's about. I certainly don't want to take in olive oil and find out later on it was corn oil. And if you don't, if you don't know anything about corn oil, it's just not good for you. It, it raises your triglycerides, and it it wreaks havoc on your system, anyways. If you take in oil, it needs to be olive oil. I have two bottles of olive oil on hand, just in case I run out of olive oil. So that's how important I think it is in your diet. I just never thought about actually doing a shot of it every morning, but. If I can live to 125, if I do that, then I'm going to do that every day. I'm going to start today. So I just might do that. But I think that everything that I have learned in the past couple of years about diet has certainly taken me down this very interesting road where I've been able to actually lower my A1C just based off the information that was supplied off of YouTube with these different doctors, Dr. Gundry, uh, Dr. Wall, a couple of other people who I've name dropped in uh, previous programs. But this is absolutely phenomenal, the fact that they're all on the same page and they're all saying the same things or close to the same things. A little bit is a little bit of moderation or adjustment to what they're saying. But I I absolutely love where this progression is going because it's going to help you not only reverse your disease, but perhaps even live longer. And maybe some of us aren't into longevity. You know, maybe maybe some of us want to meet our maker a little bit sooner. But there's some of us that want to be around for, for, you know, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, as many generations as possible. And you have a good life already, and so you want to live it up. Some of us don't have a great life, but, you know, we want to live it up still. So I find all this quite fascinating. See, my little adventure just started out with diabetes. And it was one of the things that I wanted to prevent in the beginning. It's something that I ended up with because I wasn't paying attention. So the thing is, is with me, I need to pay attention to my diabetes every day. And I don't need to miss a step on that because at one time I went from being uh, pre-diabetic to not having diabetes anymore to having full-blown diabetes. And of course that doesn't necessarily happen overnight, but it can happen in a few months. And, but what's really cool about it is I'm going to get back, if if I'm not already, I'm going to get back down to either my pre-diabetes or no diabetes status. And the last time I went down to my no diabetes status, I was eating a lot of fish. 
and um, I'm talking canned fish. So I don't know about the MSGs that are in the fish or, you know, in the, like the lining of the cans and such. But there is something to going back to, for instance, an old-fashioned diet, I think. So going back to, well, what did they do 2,000 years ago? Well, they ate a lot of fish 2,000 years ago. So they didn't have the obesity and the other things going on that we have today. And type 2 diabetes. Now, they had diabetes around back then, okay? So, um, but it was more like a, a rich man's disease because, you know, they had more access to better foods that tasted better so (laughs) unfortunately they weren't eating the good foods for them like the fish they were eating more like the the beef and veal and pork and such so and they they didn't have a lot of vegetables in their diet because that was a poor man's food believe it or not because i mean if you're rich you're going to eat foods that are pleasant to you and obviously vegetables aren't that pleasant so you're going to eat a lot of meats Of course, there's ways to make vegetables pleasant, but of course, I guess they didn't have great cooks back then, so. Okay, so anyways, um, things that I'm going to do, because of course, my life is always improving day by day and taking in some of this information and learning how to deal with it and make goals for myself is, man, I'm going to have a goal. I, if I got anything out of her her little speech or her her life story, her, her beautiful life story, is the fact that I need to put more greens in my diet. I need more dark, leafy greens. I need brighter colors in my diet. And I need more bulk of the greens. How I'm necessarily going to do that? Not quite sure yet. I got to work out a plan. But I'm going to do it. I think that I need to to plant a goal that by the end of, well, I would say the end of this year, but that's only three days. It only gives me a couple days to actually do that because, you know, it's after Christmas and before New Year's. And so I, you know, I would say by the end of the year, but I only got three days to do it. Okay, so by the end of next year, I'm going to implement this nine cups of vegetables theory into my diet. I'm going to, I'm going to strive for nine cups of vegetables a day. I think it's a worthwhile goal. I think that my health will improve if I do this even better than what it is because it has been improving. And, um, I'm actually going to think about taking a shot of olive oil because I don't like the fact that I'm taking olive oil, but I, I dislike the fact even more of having to um, maybe perhaps become an, uh, injectable insulin person as well. Okay. I didn't say that right, but okay. So I don't, what I'm trying to say is I don't want to have to further progress in my disease because that's the normal path for me. I want to do things that actually upset that and actually bring me back to health. And the fact that I can is great. I think that I can actually reverse that. Um, But before I forget, because I don't mean to actually misquote Dr. Terry Walls. Dr. Terry Walls was big into, and this is, this is big for diabetics too, because remember she actually has a clinic that she, she has actually helped cancer patients, diabetes, and people with MS reverse their 
disorders into becoming healthier, newer, and happier people. But, you know, she she deals with the whole range of everything that needs to actually be taken care of. The mental, psychological, the, the physical, like physical exercise, um, emotional, and, um, of course, that would go along with the thinking. Let's see, I think I wrote it down here. Okay, there's a list here. Physical activity, food, supplements. She deals with sleep. She addresses sleep, stress, and inflammatory foods. Now, if you're big into eggs like I am, this might be a little bit upsetting because you might be doing everything right, but you eat eggs, and eggs is perfectly fine. Um, However, she has found in her disorder, now remember she has multiple sclerosis, but she has found eggs as an inflammatory food. And so, of course, um, her, her job, or what she's done, is she's eliminated inflammatory foods from her her diet and she's really gentle about talking about some of this stuff she's she's actually remarkable at talking about some of this stuff so she when she actually talks she's not there to offend anybody by any means it's just like meat eaters um and of course she's from midwest state state so she's a little bit more sympathetic to those who actually do eat a lot of meats so I think that's one of the reasons why she hasn't eliminated it from the diet is because she's from Midwest. She's from the Midwest anyways, where they actually do eat a lot of meats. And so, of course, she's not going to say, don't eat meat. Because, you know, the vegetarians would say, you just need to stop eating meats. Well, that's not necessarily healthy, I don't think. Because you do get your vitamin K from your meats. Vegetarian would argue, oh, but there's other ways you can actually get your vitamin K. No, there's not. Because I choose to eat meat, okay? Alright, boom. But, before I forget, and this one's, this one's gonna be a big one for most people. So, I mean, she just didn't go to, like, you know, her local Safeway or Walmart and just buy a bunch of produce. She's going and she's buying, um, you know, the pesticide-free version, grass-fed beef you know, you got to go to your whole foods selection places that actually pay attention to this stuff. You got to pay a couple extra dollars more so that you can afford the types of food that you actually need to be eating because, well, let's just face it, you got to do it for your health. It's not going to be, it's not going to be cheap. It's just not. But you're eating vegetables, spending less on meat, so it's okay. Now, I was actually surprised by, you know, the portion sizes that she was talking about. Um, because, you know, I'm like two handful sizes twice a day. That's that's a lot. Maybe I misunderstood her. I don't know if she meant twice a week you can do that or if she meant twice a day. Because that seems like a lot of meat to me. It, it just does. Um, meat is an inflammatory. It does actually evoke... Uh, inflammatory response so if that's the case then um if meat portion is 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 a factor well i'm just gonna eat bacon is what i'm thinking because bacon is amazing it has a huge amount of fat to it which isn't necessarily the type of fat we should be eating by the way but i mean come on if you need more fat in your diet might as well eat that 
But also with bacon, you can eat smaller portions. Like, you can fry up three pieces a day. So, I mean, hey, you're not getting a lot of meat in your diet. So, I mean, you can become a vegetarian and still have meat, but not really be a vegetarian. If you know what I mean. So, it's all about switching the fats around. Olive oil, I do like olive oil, but I like cooking with it. So, the olive oil that I like actually changes when it's in the frying pan, unfortunately. Now, I can easily change this by actually frying my vegetables first and then putting the olive oil on after it's cooked. I could do that. I mean, I don't know if it being warm actually changes the triglycerides, but I don't think at this point I have to worry about it because my last lipid panel, I'm probably due for another one in a couple months. But um, the last one that I actually saw, it didn't look bad at all. I mean, they still have me on you know, like cholesterol lowering drugs and such, but my cholesterol was in great shape. And interestingly enough, um, if there's nothing wrong with my lipid panel, I don't think that I actually need to pay attention too much to the cholesterol, but some people are predisposed to having cholesterol. So so we're talking about the bad cholesterol because that in of itself is a disorder. And, um, what I was going to say is, I am glad that Dr. Gundry and Dr. Terry Walls have successful practices, that they are writing books about this stuff, and they have plenty of people coming to them to actually get the assistance that they need to actually help change their their diets. And some people do need to go through programs like that. But for the rest of us, this is just good common sense. And so this is why I love it when they actually come out and start talking about this life-changing information that can help you live longer, that can help you live longer. And if we cannot afford to go see one of these doctors, it's okay because they're giving this advice for free. It's just that if you want to actually have somebody babysit you. These people are great. I shouldn't call it babysitting. That was rude. Okay. Not babysitting, but if you if you need the extra care, then you go to these people because they're going to make sure you're on the right track. They're going to be able to, to check your, you know, get the tests ran that you need to get run to make sure that, that things are, are changing, especially if you have MS, uh, if you have a serious case of diabetes, and mind you, all cases are serious okay but if we can make certain lifestyle changes that actually reverse our factors this is amazing because this means that we have the power in our own hands to change what is destroying us and making us you know sick so if we can change this and we'll live longer and you don't need to be rocket science scientist to actually understand this so the beauty of this is that even I was inspired enough to actually start seriously thinking about my diet and how I'm going to change things and over the years I have changed my diet for instance I'm eating less carbs because I know that excess carbs can come from vegetables they can also come from meats it doesn't necessarily have to come from breads 
don't buy into the whole you need to eat breads to get your carbs because somebody telling you that is very basic. Mind you, a little carbs is not going to kill you. You can have that like one donut on your birthday, maybe. Maybe. But maybe half a donut. But one of the things I have noticed is if you eat a regular diet, sure, you can eat a regular diet as a diabetic. However, you might have to take more medications. Or if you want to reverse it, you can't eat the same foods you're eating, but smaller portions. Now, the smaller portions kill me. I'd be hungry all the time. There is no reason that you should be hungry all the time. There is no reason. You can eat a head of cabbage and get your eight cups of vegetables. So it doesn't have to be expensive either. You can go to your natural whole food selection, go in there, buy a cabbage, and make cabbage soup. I mean, it's very basic, but it's really good for you. But, you know, you might want to play that up with some dark greens too. Like, you may want to have some dark, rich spinach as well. Or you may want to have some really bright bell peppers in there. Or something of that nature. You know, you gotta, you got to look at the food chart and see what's good for you. Now, I believe bell peppers were good. But i got to go look at the list again. I know spinach and dark leafy greens from Maine Lattice is really good. Um, things like chard and bok choy and some of your you know one of the things that she went on she talked about as well is like mushrooms are really good at um let me let me check my notes really fast okay i want to check my notes really fast but the mushrooms were actually really good at nerve growth and that's one of the things that she actually talked about the vegetables are great for your immune system that's why she recommended the nine cups the dark leafy greens were great vitamin K. Um, they're good for brain stem cells and uh, helping with the myelin damage repair. That's what it was. That's what I was looking at. So um, those are the good foods for you. So, um, of course, I wasn't planning on making the topic about good foods. It was about her reversal, but this is what she has done to actually reverse her multiple sclerosis but this is also great for fighting a lot of different immune type disorders such as diabetes and she has seen miraculous uh, you know health benefits to actually people being on her diet and any diet that's including a tremendous amount of greens anyways is going to help improve your health any diet that's actually doing that Um, I would have to say, except for the vegetarian diet, because you're not getting your meats, and your meats actually do hold um, some of those as well. Now, one of the things she has mentioned was a supplement. She has seen a reversal with adding supplements to her diet and using the vegetables, so you're kind of giving your system a superpower boost when you actually add the the vitamins and I know Dr. Gundry has not necessarily in the past been too fond of supplements because basically he said that it makes expensive urine and he has actually said that and but he wanted to know her take on it so I don't know if his his views have changed on that but I think that they have if he actually had her on as um, you know a guest on on his show and of course, just listening to Dr. Gundry anyways, he's he's a very interesting, charismatic type person anyways. So um, with his diet is 
of course, involving the good fats like olive oil, avocado, and implementing a lot of vegetables in the diet. And of course, his role is to actually remove the lectins, you know, like removing lectins from your diet, which in some ways is kind of a paradox for me because I'm like, how do you remove lectins? And what has lectins in it? So this is something that I'm still discovering is is the whole story of lectins because as I've said in a previous episode, the lectins actually attack the body. So I don't know how if his bell peppers were on there. I know there was one vegetable that he said was really bad. I think it was where did I hear this? I'm trying to think. Sometimes you get too much information in your head and you just stay away from certain things. Like Okay, so I, not in one of his programs, he didn't actually say bananas were bad. I actually talked about bananas being bad in a previous episode because it actually raises your blood sugar, like, more to, you know, more than a candy bar would, which is actually quite shocking. I went out immediately and had a Twix bar, knowing that, (laughs) instead of a banana. I know, really bad, but, you know, diabetics make really bad decisions anyways, so, you know, had to make that bad decision. And okay, I was just joking about that. But I was actually joking. Not about the banana, though. Um, Dennis Pollock, in one of his previous YouTube videos, showed that a banana will actually spike your blood sugar numbers higher than a candy bar. Yes, I said it once again. Because I'm still in shock and awe over that one. But I'll get over that. Because... What it just basically proved is because fruits have been modified, genetically modified, by farmers to be more attractive to us to consume, that some of these foods, because they're not in the natural state as they were, like, let's say, 2,000 years ago, um, because these foods have been genetically modified to either be sweeter or to be more satisfying, etc., the serving sizes have changed, and, of course, they're not necessarily helpful to us anymore so it might be a good idea to actually go online and to actually see what foods actually used to look like and see if they're still palatable to us because I don't think a banana and I've actually seen a picture of banana would necessarily be appealing to me because it's been well not now really definitely not now because it has it can actually raise my blood sugar higher than a candy bar. And so I no longer look at it as a healthy fruit anymore. But the original banana actually had a bunch of seeds in it. And so they modified the seeds out of the banana. And it was a lot smaller and shorter. And didn't really look very appealing. I mean, I guess to a monkey it did. Because they've been eating it for eons. Or whatever else may actually eat bananas. So... So going into the history of our diet, this is going to be interesting how um, the world actually approaches this, is when the world actually finds out for sure that we could be healthier eating diets that were more modified for us back in the days that have been like redone by farmers. If there's somehow that we can go back in time and eat the original fruits and vegetables the way that they were, those were the types that were actually designed for us, not the new 
new modified versions and I mean there's modified vegetables as well so I think that's why actually eating foods in their natural state are probably as compared to how's modified now and that can actually be quite tricky and of course that's probably one of the reasons why you'd probably want to see a like a naturopathic food modifier so that's going to be kind of interesting too I got that on the bucket list too for the next 10 years so in summary I think the easiest way to define what Dr. Terry Walls and Dr. Gundry was telling us is our food is killing us so we need to eat these natural foods we don't need to eat the artificial ones that you find in the grocery store and so that should be a challenge for all of us to actually have better health if we want to be healthy but what they're also showing is that by following a good diet and we're not talking the food pyramid because the food pyramid is not working has not worked for years for many people we need to go back to basics we need to go back to the way we ate a long time ago if that's even possible grass-fed beef natural vegetables and this is such a loaded topic because I could go on about how the soils have been eroded to where the plants aren't getting the types of nutrients that they need because remember whatever a plant takes in or an animal takes in we're taking in whatever a cow is eating we're eating if they're eating grain then we're eating and we're eating the cow then we're also eating the grain if a plant doesn't get the nutrients that it needs then we don't get the nutrients that we need I mean it goes on and on and on so there there comes a little bit of responsibility from um, our producers who are, are are producing our vegetables who are feeding our cattle for what we're actually consuming if it's a nutrient rich food or not and of course the the more the more um, the foods are not rich in these nutrients then the more we're going to have to eat and of course that is going to actually increase how much we actually have to take in in order to get these nutrients which is another reason why they actually suggest vitamins and minerals uh, oh yes and another thing they also focused on which I've always focused on is your vitamin D I'm like anything's basic get your vitamin D get your vitamin D go out in the Sun get your vitamin D take your supplements and hope for the best on that so um, I mean it's, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a very fine balancing act into proper health and there's a lot a lot a person has to actually learn and then we think we know it all and then we don't so I've talked to people who were in the best shape of their lives and they swore by rice and of course I can't take in rice because it's a starch it's a starch that actually converts to sugar which is really bad for me so this is like a no-go for me right this is a no-brainer don't eat rice 
but then they're actually consuming rice and they're losing the weight and they're looking great. I'm glad that works for them. It doesn't work for everybody. We are all different. We are all unique individuals with different health needs, different ethnicities, different backgrounds, but we are still a global community. So there's a lot of beauty in this as well. There's certain places like, for instance, the Mediterranean diet. People swear by it. Well, yeah, there's a reason to swear by it. I've seen some of the salads the Mediterranean diet actually produces. Nice leaf, dark green vegetables, and lots of olive oil. This is a natural diet to where people in parts of the world are living 100 plus years. So there's a reason why it's a good diet. They've got good food. They're eating right. You incorporate some of these foods into your diet and you're just going to live a stronger, healthier, more productive life. And that's what we all want. We don't want to be sickly and pale and, you know, horrible in our health. We don't want that. So we want to be in the best shape as possible. So, you know, it definitely has to start with what you put in your body. I mean, obviously the Big Mac's not going to cut at McDonald's. So obviously a trip to your Whole Foods store selection, picking out a big, huge bag of salad and bottle of olive oil and eating like an ape is probably going to be your best bet. I hate to say that, but it's really true. Because, I mean, you're there eating lettuce, you know, maybe dipping it in your olive oil and eating it. Not everybody's doing that. I'm certainly not doing that. See, I gotta, I gotta learn my own lessons too. That's why I'm kind of excited about this is because now I have some solid proof evidence that is actually changing these disorders, immune disorders. And now I gotta do something to change mine. So even though I'm in better shape than I was like, let's say a year ago or even two years ago or three years ago, uh, when it comes to my health, because I pay attention to this every day, I still know that it, I'm a work in progress. And so that's the beauty of this is that I'm working on changing me every day and I'm changing myself to be better every day. And every day I'm amazed at what I do change to make myself better because then I feel better. So even though the episode that they put out was a year old, it was invaluable to me and hopefully um, you can get something out of it because I want it to be invaluable to you. If nothing else, eat a cup of blueberries. They're good for you too. It's great for improving your thinking and my thinking too. I think I'm going to go buy some blueberries as a matter of fact from the organic health food store. Um, And drink your olive oil. That's like the easiest thing that I can do this morning is actually get my shot glass out and actually drink some olive oil. If that's going to improve my life, then I'm all for it. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. I I am just absolutely humbled by the fact that I have a listening audience that listens to me ramble. So I appreciate that. If this has been helpful to you, please share it. I think it will be useful to other people as well. Um, and quite mind-blowing to somebody with MS, if you know anybody with MS out there. I mean, it's kind of mind-blowing to me, too. I love it when I hear doctors um, go on YouTube and share the information that they actually have. A lot of them do care. They have some deep research into what matters to them most. 
And just like everybody, we're doing the best that we can to make each other healthy, happy, and live longer lives. So please like and share. I don't know if you can like it or not, but um, please definitely share it. And I definitely want to get the word out there because I do want to promote these doctors who can actually probably help somebody out there who has, who's lost all hope. And um, certainly nobody needs to actually lose all hope when this actually can be possibly cured. And if they're finding tremendous success with their patients, um, again, that was um, Dr. Terry Walls. She's had some great turnaround with some of the patients she's had come into her office. And of course, Dr. Gundry, he's got like this huge mass following in the lectins. And um, I'm so proud of both of them because they've done such a great job to actually help heal the world. <laughs> because, you know, with their podcast, they kind of do. And um, there's so many people that uh, do care and that do mean well. And so with that being said, I, I care too. That's the reason why I'm sharing these podcasts. And um, of course, my name is Margaret Coleman Frankowitz. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a diabetes patient who's been turning my life around. And um, thank you very much for listening, um, all parts of the world. Uh, special shout out to Australia. I noticed that I've actually had a few more of you listening out there. And uh, so thank you from down under for listening to my show. And of course, if, this, if you're listening to this during the holiday season, which for me it is right now, wish you a happy new year. And uh, remember to be just be good to each other. So with that being said, I want to thank you again for listening and you have a beautiful day. Thank you.